existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is the now defeated champion, John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi, who's not even playing. Nope, Pat sat out the, the Olympics this year. He didn't want to get that Zika virus. Although he did still uh, vandalize a, a gas station bathroom. So, For someone who doesn't pay attention to the Olympics, you certainly know a lot. I've been watching. I mean, I don't have cable, so there, I don't have a lot of choices, so... Yeah, I've seen I've seen plenty of Olympics this year, uh, and more than that, I've seen the awful commercials that they play over and over. What is there special? I haven't watched any Olympics, bro. Very little Olympics. Is there like certain ads they make just for the Olympics? Kind of, yeah. I mean, well, they have a lot of ones with the Olympic athletes in them. And I don't know how they know who's going to be the big athletes beforehand. Like they had that gymnast chick and a couple commercials, I think. And I'm like, well, but you didn't know she was going to be that good before. Like when you made these commercials, right? But well, they, I mean, they know, first of all, they know that the gymnasts are going to be more popular than other sports because people are gymnastics. True, yeah. And also the, the one woman or girl, I guess she's only, what's she 18? She had like came out and won a bunch of world championships before the Olympics even started. So they had a pretty good inkling that she was going to be great, but maybe yeah, not, yeah. not as dominant as she ended up being. Yeah. that. I mean, that shit's crazy. Viv was like, we were watching, and she, I don't know if she was like looking something up or what about it, but she was like, that beam's only like four inches wide. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. Um, but they, I mean, maybe it's their weird dysmorphic bodies. I don't think their bodies are weird at all. I just love mocking the gymnast. Like, I, I'm, I'm a fat slob sitting here, and I'm like, that was my, that was my, uh, that was your moment of misogyny. We'll try to do that every episode. No, I, they're they're not they're weird in that they're not weird. They're bodies, they're they're built a certain way. Like gymnasts all have like the same kind of build because mm-hmm. they're working on the same shit, right? Yeah. Obviously, um, but if yeah, if I saw a gymnast coming at me, I would run the other way. Like if they wanted to kick my ass, holy <laughs> shit! Well, I wouldn't. You I mean? I already know that's a fact because I saw that episode of Mr. T. The episode of Mr. T? Mr. T had a cartoon. Oh, that's right. Where he led a bunch of athletes and one of them was a gymnast and he kicked some dude's ass who was making fun of him. Well, because yeah. he was a professional. Oh, I don't I, I guess gymnasts are professional. Anyway, he was a elite athlete. Yeah. No, they're like, their shit's fucking crazy. That's, uh, they're the, they are the most fun to watch, I think. I, mean, I actually like watching volleyball, and uh, what else do I? Oh, know? I know you do. I was watching the uh, another I, moment of misogyny. <laughs> like, oh, because of their swimsuits. What? <laughs> it is weird the outfits they make these women athletes wear. Well, especially beach volleyball because they they make the uniform for beach volleyball is is a bikini, but then the men they have like these long shirts and long jams on. Yeah. What? Why not? I mean, why do the men wear shirts? Just wear, if it's going to be beach volleyball, that's fine. Just put everyone in bathing suits. And But, yeah, it's weird. It, it's, it is a weird thing. It's You notice a lot watching the Olympics. Well, especially this year, I notice a lot, probably because this is the most Olympics I've watched. But, yeah, it's bizarre. And then they have, like, some 
track event that I've never seen before where they're like running around and then they jump this hurdle and there's like water right underneath it. I don't know what the Are you sure going you weren't on. watching Ninja Warrior? I'm pretty sure, yeah. They're like making up new events like they're Ben and Jerry's flavors nowadays, I guess. I don't know why. Like people are already interested in the Olympics. Uh, Is that an insult? Because Ben and Jerry flavors are really tasty. So it makes me want to watch the Olympics. I don't, well, you know, they're all. It, it does make you want to watch the Olympics, um, and then just feel bad about yourself. You but, should never actually mention a brand around the Olympics because you might get a letter from the Olympics committee where uh, Ben and Jerry's doesn't doesn't pay to be associated or affiliated here's in any the way. Thing: if I get a letter from the Olympics committee, which I have several, I mm-hmm. uh, I go into um, Photoshop. You know, I I scan it and I change it to uh, show that they invited me to participate in the Olympics, and then I frame them and hang them on my wall. So, That's nice. Yeah. So, fuck you, Olympics committee. No, those gymnasts are fucking crazy, dude. Um, wait, what else have I seen? I don't know. There's some... Oh, it was... Fuck, I don't know what it's called. It's not the discus, but it's like a big fucking weighty volleyball people throw. I don't know what you call that. A shot put? Yeah, shot put. These dudes are like broy douches, man. Like, as soon as they get finished throwing, they're like, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, you see that? I'm like, dude, what? And they all look like gomers from, I don't know, shit fuck Arkansas. Um, just these big hillbillies. I, I imagine that once you throw it, if you're not doing that, you're dead inside. Yeah, it takes so pretty... much. But this was, the I think, the first year an American ever won. I forget her name, but she, she won the, the shot put. Oh, I didn't even see the women. I, yeah, I saw the dudes. But, it, like, that kind of thing makes me wonder, like, what is your ultimate plan for your life? Like, I, you're not going to get on, like, a lot of endorsement deals and shit for being a shot putter. It's such a well, weird... I guess you, if you're in the Olympics in whatever event you are, you're you're set with that sport for life. You can coach, and I, that's how I, how I imagine it works out. That's true. Or even if, if you don't want to stick with it, you, you have a scholarship to college and... You know, I, I think I think whatever sport it is, they're they're pretty much set. And somebody was saying you get a bunch of money for winning a gold medal. Is this like a Nobel Prize? I've never heard of that award. Is, it, uh, is that for hockey? Yeah, that's that's what they call it, the Nobel Prize Cup for hockey. Yeah, you went, you get a lot of money for that too. Well, all I will say is that if these I don't uh, think it's Nobel Prize levels, but it's it's. I was reading or. No, somebody told me it was $25,000 per gold, which makes Michael Phelps a multi-thousandaire. Yeah, at least. Well, or at most, I guess. I don't know. He has 30, so yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can say is I hope if these, like, these shot putters go on to be coaches, I hope the women coach the women and the men coach the men because those men are straight-up date rapists. Uh, you can tell just by looking. In any case, this week... Oh, so it's true. Bronze winners, as you want to call them that, get $10,000. Silver medal winners get $15,000. And gold medal winners receive $25,000. And you know, when you think about it, for working your ass off for four years, that's kind of chicken scratch. That's like third world economy money. 
I think for uh, what really stinks is swimming has so many events because they're they're able to make a lot more money. And, you know, something like wrestling, they only get one. There's only one chance for one. But anyway, I, oh, so I wonder how that works with basketball. First of all, these are guys that don't need the $25,000, so it doesn't necessarily matter. But do they give 25000 for each player? That's a nice deal. Yeah, I would imagine they'd have to. Yeah, yeah, you can't say, oh, you have a lot of money. We're not. That's not fair. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I... I imagine the Olympics probably has some money to throw around. I don't know where they get it. I don't either. But I don't know where the Nobel uh, Cup gets it either. In any case... I've liked liked, uh, Usain Bolt being so fun and energetic. Anyway, this week's topic is not the Olympics. Who's this now? Oh, yeah. This week's topic is the House Martins versus the Coup. At first glance, maybe not too artists you'd put together at 20th glance i haven't seen the connection but i know you have they are both uh philosophically pretty much in the marxist camp which oh, i didn't i don't think i listened to them house more lyrics close enough to pick up on that so that's my bad you may yeah you you can miss but like there well there's a song we didn't pick from the house martins which i really like um which is uh, i'll be your shelter just like a shelter which is a gospel song um, and a cover of somebody I don't know who. But uh, in in the last verse, they sing. I assume in the in the original it said the lyric was probably like Christ or God will work for us right around the clock, and they say Marx will work for us right around the clock. <laughs> but yeah, even in interviews they were they were like really heavily into the Marxist shit. And then uh, the sing well the bass player went on to be Fat Boy Slim. The singer went on to the beautiful south another group where he sang about being drunk a lot which is i guess the other side of being a marxist oh i do like the beautiful south yeah me too and i like his voice Mm -hmm. um but even like well even the songs we'll talk about it's in there a little bit like it's definitely it sounds like uh i think what robert criscow that critic i think he likened their music to sounding like they're about to break into a breakfast commercial but uh, but then lyrically they're not that at all. Uh, Happy Hour talks a lot about sexism in the workplace, uh, which is the the big hit here in America anyway. I feel like. Really, I, I well they didn't did have this, any hits, but this was two thousand six. When did no, this come? No, eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little off. Yeah, I probably the version I gave you is probably the. Uh, the remastered version that came out in 2006, so I didn't change. Oh, so that's why it says 2006. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm not that dumb. I'm pretty no, dumb. This was, dumb. yeah, this was my high school music. Um, yeah, and then, well, we'll talk about the other songs more. But so, what did you think of the album, London Zero Hole Four? I I liked it, but especially on listening to it, I think I listened to the the coup first. It's the <laughs> Every song sounds so similar to the other songs on this album. It's really hard to compare it to the coup where every song is different in really amazing ways. Yeah, no, there's definitely, I mean, even back then, I think that we knew that, but I didn't mind it because it's a good song. Right, no. That they play over and over. The one song they do over and over is great. And there is variations on the theme, so there's songs I like more than others, but there's, especially when you're just listening to it, one album it's just it's amazing 
how close they are to each other compared to other even other albums from the same time it's a very similar sound from song to song aside from the one you mentioned the uh i'll Plug be your shelter. shelter yeah i'll be your shelter is the only one that really goes off breaks away a, yeah in, a, in a, a large way i i like it a lot but I, I just that struck me how similar every single song is so it was hard really for me to pick out three songs from this album to really talk about because all of them sound the same not the same but sound similar yeah well and i think the three we well you picked one i picked two although the two i picked you would have picked um as well had we yeah picked. that confused me very much we yeah we picked we each picked three songs but pat wasn't sure if i meant three songs each from each album but i just meant three songs in total so we have six songs from each album because i don't want to do that much editing Six songs total. Is that what I said? Right. Yeah. Six songs. Uh, but yeah, I put three on and you said, okay, I'll pick these two, which were from my list. And I was very confused. So I didn't email back ever. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the best policy. Um, yeah. No, it is very similar sounding, but, uh, but super catchy and like upbeat. Oh, yes. And then, <laughs> and then lyrics that are not. And so. But you want to sing along anyway. Yeah, and we'll talk about one of my favorite lyrics ever uh, in in one of these songs. But the the first song we'll talk about is "Happy Hour." Um, it's peppy. It's super peppy, and uh, yeah. And you want to sing along with it. You do, but so. the 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 chorus is like, "What a good place to be!" Don't believe them because they speak a different language. They speak a different language. And it's never really happened to me. It's like told from the point of view of, um, I don't know if it's from a woman in the workplace, but like that's in the lyrics and how, how sexism, uh, is in society and stuff. Uh, and you know, going out to the bar after work and getting drinks is not the same for, you know, anyway, right. Yeah. You, which you, I've listened to it for 30 years, but if you're just listening to it, you're not going to get that. And also during that chorus, the backup singers are singing "Happy Hour" over and over. So it's, yes, yeah, Which, "Happy I, Hour" I love again. Repetition. So yeah. I'm more listening to that than the 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 Marxist ramifications of what they're saying. <laughs> right. And I should mention as well, um, the all the the band, the singers are really good. Like the vocals, they're all really good vocalists. Yeah. Even the backups. Um, and I love Paul Heaton's voice, the main dude. And they were like, at that time, they, I don't know, they all wore like cardigan sweaters and shit. I don't know. They just had a weird look and I don't, I can't remember what attracted me to them. I think it was just that, like they seemed weird and like super upbeat and peppy, but then they weren't when you look deeper, uh, mm -hmm. which is one of our favorite things. But uh, yeah, let's, let's play happy hour for people. And then uh, you probably don't have to listen to the other songs because as Pat said, they're all the same. Here is Happy Hour from the House Martins. What a good place to be Don't believe it Cause you speak a different language And it's never Suck me out again Don't believe it 
Those are the minds and they love to buy you all a drink And as we ask all the questions And you take all your clothes up and back to the kitchen sink What a good place to be Don't believe us This is one that, like, if you're singing along, you recognize you're singing the line, uh, don't shoot someone tomorrow that you can shoot today. <laughs> Get up off our knees. And this one's pretty, like, if you if you work out, if you make out the lyrics and listen to them, it's pretty overtly political. Um, a, you know, rich versus poor kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, another... Well, even the title. Well, yeah, get up off our knees. Um, get up, get off our knees to pray. I don't. Yeah. You can wag your finger till your finger's sore. Shake your head. Get up off of our knees. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't have much to do with the political shit. But they were also they were Marxist Christians, which I think the Christian part also fell away when he got older. Did the Marxist part f- fall away? Hard to tell, like just singing it probably um, for the yeah. most part. Maybe maybe not like the class warfare aspect as much because he did sing about, you know, the people who were down and out, kind of like Shane McGowan a bit. But, you know, more love too, but also kind of darker love songs than you think at first. Is he, is he doing stuff now? He's doing, he does solo stuff. He had it, he put in an album last year with this woman, Jackie somebody that i can't remember her last name um who i never you mean heard just, of. it's just it's just jack a it's i wish it was just jack a but now it's some it's some frog because it's jackie with a q u i anyway uh which has how my niece spells her name and she is not a frog as you so eloquently put it well oh your niece jack a with a q u i but does she have a last name? Does she go by it? No. Or is she just Jackie with a Q? See? No one in our family has a last name. Well, it all falls into place. So you guys just made up, they gave you that last name at Ellis Island? You're like, whatever. No, I just have first name, Patrick Riccardi. Oh, not even a middle I do have a middle, but I don't, you know, NSA and stuff. I don't like to give that out. Yeah, that's true. They're all over our shit. Fuck you, NSA. Once again, can't say it enough. We should throw. Uh, hey, we're playing music without uh, without paying for it. I love the NSA. I think the NSA start stands for Never Stop Adoring. I think it stands for. Uh, Nationals suck asses. I don't care for uh, the WikiLeaks guy. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Um, what is his name? Yeah. Julian Assange. I actually, don't ask me why, but I, I listened to him talking to Bill Maher. Yeah, he, he came. I'm, so that's like, that was like a face-off of the assholes. It was the Olympics of assholes, really. <laughs> so, like, they put the documents out where they didn't, like, scrub them for personal information and Snowden tweeted something like this is this is not a good idea i don't remember exactly what he tweeted but they wikileaks tweeted back 
stop trying to brown those for a pardon. Right. Yeah. God. I know. Well, it is shitty, like, because... Sorry, I'm getting some echo there. Because, uh, like, people's personal... I mean, doxing, that kind of shit, that's unnecessary to what they're trying to accomplish, I feel. Exactly. Like. I mean, they put the DNC stuff out and they included uh, donors' names and addresses, which is just bullshit. Yeah. If you're going to put stuff like that, that's fine. I don't... I don't I, most of the time, I don't... I think it's a good thing to, to, to put a light on stuff, but... You have to go through it. It's yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That well, be, because it's completely unnecessary. Like you can even just put out their names of donors if you want. Like that's. I think that's fair. But social security numbers and addresses. Uh, yeah. No. That's then you're getting into like you're basically advocating for uh, harassment or stalking or whatever. You know, like. And- you can look up people who donated already. That's that's public record. Right. So just the names are yeah. Leave it out. But there. I don't know what this has to do with with the house well, martins. Well, you know what? You know who'd be against it? The house martins. <laughs> well, who knows what they're against with their damn cardigans? They were, <laughs> they were Marxists. So, uh, yeah. Here is get up off our knees. Don't shoot someone tomorrow that you can shoot today. And that's the that's the lyric that you, is one of your favorites. Or is it that... is. Yeah. That's that's the one. Just that it sang so happily. House Martin's album. Um, so we can just go back to talking about politics after this. Uh, of course. Your your pick from this album was We're Not Deep. Which uh, is, I think, the one song I've had the most ex- uh, experience with because you put it on a mix CD years ago. Yeah, and it's got the ba 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 ba. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. How can I, you go wrong? I don't know what the... Even though I've listened to it for years, I don't know what the Marxist... No, I don't know what this one either. I don't know what it's about at all, really. Um, but it is really makes me happy. It's a fun, fun, like great song. Yeah, it's like a bunch of sheep, which is another song title on this album. Uh, which they use a 
kind of dumb metaphor about sheeps and flock and I don't know. At least they didn't at least they didn't call it sheeple. Whoever invented that it was great that they came up with such a clever pun. But super overall clever, it's yeah. been it's been bad for society because too many people use it. Yeah, I know. Mostly uh Jill Stein supporters nowadays. Oh, there's another thing another person that aggravates me, Jill Stein. Yeah, she's <laughs> a moron and yeah, I don't even I don't even argue with these people online. Like but, I I've been Green Party for a long ass time and I would not vote for her. So she ever. says she's not anti vaccination, which is one of the things she got in trouble for, but then she follows it up by saying, I just don't trust the FDA to regulate it. So that means you are anti vax. Yeah, she you can't have it both ways on the like there's not really a gray area on the argument. You either believe vaccines work or you don't. I think there's there's this anti-science section of the left that doesn't get enough enough criticism or not criticism, not enough mockery. No. The anti-vaxxers do, but the anti-GMO people don't get enough mockery. The anti – what else is there? There's all kinds of things. Even the anti-nuke people don't get – they should all be not mocked. Yeah, well, and, and you know, the, the left is – it kind of ties in with the anti-vaxxing stuff. They – there definitely is a strain of the left that believes in a lot of woo and magical thinking yes. bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think in especially where I live, um, I will say, how do I say this? Uh, I come into contact with uh, a lot of people who. Wait, is this are you trying to be really subtly insult your girlfriend? Because I'm, I'm not going to stand for that. I no, She wouldn't stand for it either, uh, which is why I'm not doing that. But uh no, like, there's a lot of people who are kind of awful people, but who think that because they're liberal that, that they couldn't possibly be terrible. But I see it a lot. Like, there's a lot of really entitled, kind of just shitty people who are who are liberals out here, too. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, they're just oblivious, I think, is mostly what it is, you know. Uh, yeah, no, they should be mocked. Maybe that's what this song is doing. We'll never know. Here's Let's hear it. We're not deep. You can put it down like a patience, put it down like a sleep. But it's in my head to stay in bed, tucked under the sheets. They said if I try to get on, I get on. They said there were chances, but now my chance has gone.
that got us through that album. Now we just have to talk about some horseshit for a while, I guess. I've never really experienced horseshit up close. I've walked by it and you, on the ground. And you were, you were like, oh, steer clear. Well, yeah, you don't steer clear. Is that a pun? Like you're thinking of cows, but you said we know, even though you knew we were talking about horses. I didn't, I didn't hear what you said. Um, yeah, well, we're city folk. We don't, we don't have much occasion to uh, wander near a horse poop. Unless, do you guys have uh, those, uh, you know, the carriages out there in Philadelphia? Yep. Yeah, I would think so. Like going down cobblestone roads, people pretending they're Ben Franklin. I saw there's, I guess there's a few different actors who portray Ben Franklin in Philadelphia, but I saw one of the Ben Franklin riding a bicycle up the street. Th- that should, he should be fired for that. He was in his full Ben Franklin regalia, though, so I think that's a bonus. But it wasn't a 1700s bicycle, which I wouldn't have no idea what that would look like. But I wish I had had the the wherewithal to get my phone out and take a picture because it would have been the most wonderful picture in the world. I yeah, I think a 1700s bicycle, like the back wheels the size of a ball bearing and the front wheels the size of a jet engine, and they sit up like 27 feet in the air. That sounds right to me, but the thing that makes it really kind of breaks my brain is the fact that they had jet engines back then. It's like you think of the 1700s, you think they don't have much technology, but no, they had jets. No, no, they crazy. No, they didn't though. They only had jet engines. So, oh, right, they didn't couldn't fly or anything. No, yeah, they were behind the curve. They just invented the jet engine and it laid around for like five thousand years before anybody knew what to do with it. But if I were a thinking folk, I would know, of course they had jet engines. Well, where else would Benny the Jets have come from? Ben Franklin and his jets. Mm-hmm. Although, technically, it should have been called Benny and the Jet Engines. But uh, the British don't really know much about history. And you don't, you don't really... It needs to flow. You yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit the meter very well, Benny and the mm-hmm. Jet Engines. I think that's pronounced Metier. I think it's pronounced Metier. I don't know. We can ask your your niece, Jack Hay, how that's pronounced. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. The album is overall uh, very similar uh, in like chord sequences and shit. Um, but but like I said, it's a it's a good song. Like it was definitely even though it was super catchy, it wasn't like it was on the radio or anything. So uh, college radio, probably. I don't know that i there was even a college radio station that i could get where i was living in 86 so were they a like a a, a hit in in england more in so just... than here yeah they had yeah. they had a couple hit singles um i would have never have guessed fat boy slim had anything to do with the house Martins, but i don't really remember what fat boy slim was like so that's just on me being a bad guesser yeah well i think uh i don't know he was just a bass player so he's probably aching to get out and do something rather than be the boring Paul McCartney of the group. Who remembers him anymore? Well, he's most remembered for being the, the last non-immortal living Beatle. That's true. If he's remembered at all, that's what he's remembered for. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Ringo's immortal. Did we cover that already? Yeah. Is it well, I don't know if we nose? covered it. 
I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with it. And it's a little bit offensive that you would say something like that. It just happens to be in one of the world's most popular bands and immortal. Well, I don't, I don't know what immortals look like. Like maybe they store their immortality in their nose. Nope. They all look different and he just happens to be one. Oh, well, that blows my racist theory right out of the water then. Uh, well, yeah, that's... I mean, it's too bad he was the immortal one. Because it would have been kind of funny if John Lennon was just like, Hey, what are you doing? To uh, Mark David Chapman. Just brush it off. Were you doing a John Lennon voice there, or were you doing the the Mark Hanford voice? I was doing... Whatever that guy's name is. Mark David Chapman voice. What is the guy who, who does John Lennon? I can't... I don't remember his name. He, and I saw him live, too. But <laughs> that's how much of an impression he made. And he, he he played John Lennon live. Yeah, I know. I can't remember his name. Um, oh, the Comedy Bang Bang TV series has been canceled. Sadly. I saw that. I don't think it was that surprising because I think even on the podcast, like last from the last season they did, he was talking about how like Comedy Bang Bang wasn't like paying to put out the DVDs or something. He was like having to do it himself. <clears throat> but Not Comedy usually... Central. uh IFC, yeah. Right. Well, I think they canceled Marone too, which I never even watched. No, I think I think he said it was time to end it. I he that's, well, at least that's what he said on his podcast. Funny thing is, at one point he said he thinks it could. He thought he could. It could last forever. Like they would just have different hosts come in and host it. It's just it's not something that depended on who was on the show. So I guess he was hoping that would happen, but it didn't. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, the show's still not nearly as good as the podcast, anyway. No, it's an entirely different thing. He's playing a character and stuff, but I didn't think you'd ever seen it. Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen a few. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure if you'd ever even watched it. I have to admit to not really ever getting Reggie Watts that much, but I don't know. That's just my thing. We saw him live when it was still, I think it was still Comedy Death Ray at that point. Um. And it was that and Doug Loves Movies live on one show. And Reggie Watts was the guest, one of the guests on the Comedy Bang Bang, Comedy Death Ray back then. Just... For Sketchfest? Yeah, yeah. Sketchfest is the best thing ever. I, I know, I you should fly out jealous. for it one year, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's always... Uh, what would be the best... The, they've already done Arrest Development, which is... I don't know if that would be... What would be the best sitcom, like, up on the stage? Probably... Seinfeld would be pretty awesome to see. So oh, that would be awesome. Especially if they got uh, Jerry Stiller. <laughs> oh God! Did, did they? They had to get a life one, right? That you went to? No, it was. It was. Uh, they had a Eagleheart one. Oh right, and he didn't and want to get a life question. Everybody yeah. he asked get a life questions, and they also had a Cabin Boy with him and uh, Adam Resnick. Well, that's pretty. How was that? It was good. Adam Resnick was really fucking. Just bitter about, I mean, not bitter, just like a downer about the whole experience. Like, yeah. Which yeah. I think you've heard him talk before anyway about, yeah. He, we were just yes. like, dude, it, I mean, it really like soured him on Hollywood in general, it seemed like. Yeah, and it's, well, I think he was just a sour guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean you've read the book, you could see that he was a sour guy. Funny, super hilarious guy, but. I think that would have had been the perfect experience for him not to be soured. But he's doing well enough to, I don't know, maybe his wife does really well, but doing well enough to live in New York, yeah. in Manhattan. 
But uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen the Cabin Boy. That that would have been fun. That, obviously, Get a Life would be a great one with Merck and Resnick and, and uh, Chris Elliott. That would be a fun one. But you're right, Seinfeld would be a great one. Uh, yeah. The older, like, I was thinking, uh, I mean, not thinking, but thinking about Newhart, Bob, the Bob Newhart show would have been great, but now they're all dead, so forget it. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Mr. Carlin. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, what? Also a voice on Rugrats, apparently. I never knew that. Yeah, he was his father. Oh, yeah, I can't think of it. Oh, it's always Sunny. Will be f- I think one of my big regrets and something I'm trying to not let happen again is both Conan and It's Always Sunny had live shows that toured. I didn't go to either, and I wish I would have gone to both. Yeah, I did go to the It's Always Sunny, so that was cool. But no, I, I miss Conan, too, which would have been awesome. And it was like, I could have. I, I saw the I movie. Just, Oh, did you? Yeah. I didn't even do... We saw that but, in theaters, but yeah. I think I'm more disappointed by It's Always Sunny and Broad City. I should I should have gone. Like, Conan was probably very, very funny, but It's Always Sunny was super, probably super great, and Broad City was probably even better. Well, so bro- that's yeah. Broad City, I didn't know about until it was sold out, so I didn't feel too bad about that one. Like, I, I mean, I, I wanted this, to go, but... I've told this story on the podcast many times, my idiocy. I went to this the truck to pick up tickets for Doug Loves Movies, or no, Doug, what's, what's it called when he makes fun the of the movie? Benson Interruption, yeah. Benson Interruption, I got tickets for that, and it was a certain amount of money, and I said, oh, Broad City's coming. And I said to myself, and I asked if the tickets are available, because they had moved the date, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, I'll just get it next time because I don't want to spend all that money all at once. And next time I went, and it was, of course, sold out. So I was an idiot. Yeah, you can't you can't sit on that stuff, man. Nope. I mean, you can. It's comfortable. But you but shouldn't. So I've tried to, to go to, like, I got the Comedy Bang Bang tickets right away when I saw that they were available for comedy stuff. Like, musical shows I'm not as concerned about missing because... They happen all the time, but comedy shows like the, the, it's always sunny is never going to happen again. That, that that group of people will never have a reason to tour the country ever again. No, and the broad the broad city tour the same thing. And it was before that they were quite hit it. Super huge, yeah. And uh, w- well, I I mean I'm getting that way about music now. Like I'm super happy that I saw Prince the couple times I saw him because mm-hmm. um, I've missed a couple people who ended up dying and never tour, or even just not even dying like. Husker Du I missed on their last tour, and I was like, I'll see them next time, you know? Right, um, right. Stuff like that. So now I'm trying to, if, like, the monkeys are coming. I'm like, how good is that going to be? I don't know. Should I, well, I see have, the monkeys? There's, but... there's a couple of guys that work that are huge monkeys fans, and they go even if it's not going to be good. Just I mean, The one guy's like, there was a tour that, that Mike was a part of a couple of years ago, and he's never been a, a Mike Nesmith. Yeah. And he'd never done it, like he'd never done any of the tours, and he said, I had to be for there, because it's the only time you're going to see him. So he said it was worth it. Yeah, and that's the thing, if Michael Nesmith was on this one, which he just said on Facebook that he's going to go to the L.A. show and play, and I was like, well, fucking, if you come to San Francisco, I'll buy a ticket. They're kind of pricey. I think they have, like, some hologram of Davy Jones going on there and shit, too. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think even with... Wait, wasn't there a new Monkey song this year? There's an album, yeah. How was it? I've heard the... I've heard the oh, the song is one of the best of. It was yeah, very I put good. It yeah, it's good. I mean, they had a lot of different people write it. Like Andrew, Andy Partridge of XTC wrote one. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's better than it should be for a Monkey's album that came out this year. And I like the fact that they are putting out an album with new things on it when there's no reason they have to do that. Oh, yeah. So that's that's fun. That's fun that they would do something like that. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm still considering it, the monkeys. Uh, and then 
Where are War- they playing? At the Warfield. Oh, wow. It's not my That's favorite like a club, place. right? It's a big club. I mean, like, Pet Shop Boys played there. I'm trying to think who I saw there. Jesus and Mary Chain uh, on that on their Psycho Candy tour. It's it's a For a club, it's huge, I would say. Yeah, it's the biggest one um, in San Francisco that you could still consider a club, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, anyway. You want to take a break? Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with the coup. Pick a they don't know weapon. how long this break will be. We could take a break and just start to show up again in two weeks, and they wouldn't know the difference. That's true. and we might. Except by our beards. Yeah, and the fact that Trump has won the election. Again. All right, we'll be back uh, when we're back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation. Transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience. We're back. It's still 2016. Uh, with the coup, pick a bigger weapon. This one actually is from 2006. Um, and the coup, banned from Oakland, California. Hip hop. Hip hop, but a lot of funk. Yeah, a lot of a lot of funk stuff, um, and also uh, pretty. Pretty uh, Marxist and just political overall, but uh, but yeah, this is they've always been not always, but I've loved them for a long time. And you see uh, this dude Boots Riley around town sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we saw him in his car in Chinatown a couple weeks ago. Does he have like a? Does he drive around a, like a convertible? Is this is the coup all over it? No. So you know who he is? He's not even. He's not. Uh, He's not very ostentatious or anything, you know, which is good if you're going to situate yourself in the Marxist ideology, I guess. Um, yeah, but anyway, this was, I thought, like, I don't know. A lot of hip-hop people think, like, this is more kind of sellout music, but I think that's just insane. Why, why is it sell? I, I loved don't it. don't know, because it's catchy, it's got hooks and shit, like, I don't know. You know, the, I guess they were more underground before, but they still are. Like, and it's not like this shit is top ten or top anything. Well, yeah, it's, you're going to be underground when you're talking about Saddam Hussein and George W. Bush giving each other head. Right. Yeah, if that's a sellout, I don't, I don't think I want to hear their non-sellout stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> it's amazing though. It sounds really good. It's a great sounding album. It really is, yeah, and... Uh, that makes me mad that people don't like it. I think it's just, I don't, you know, how purists are of every... It's the same with any kind of music. Is there is there, there are albums before this less funk? Because like, this has a lot of... This is like a, a P-Funk album with their sound. Yeah, it's their got sound. a lot of Parliament and even, like, Prince feel. 
yeah to yeah. the songs yeah no i think they've always been like that maybe you know maybe they were a bit more like sparse in their sound earlier on their earlier albums but no i think they've always had that um more than more than a lot of other hip-hop acts anyway well these anonymous people complaining about this album are wrong it's, no I mean, it's great uh, uh i i like the especially funk i don't know if this happens in in, in uh, i'm sorry in hip-hop stuff as much but funk for sure you can have joke songs and they don't seem that jokey they just do they they walk the fine line of of making a funny song that still sounds good yeah it's not a gimmick song it's it's an actual yeah, song that's just exactly funny. yeah and i don't know why punk, uh, funk is able to do that so well and other genres aren't able to handle it and maybe it's just the people who do funk funk are funnier i think so yeah and like if you think of like p-funk that's like uh kind of a cartoon thing anyway yeah to begin with so yeah um but yeah the this i this is my favorite album of theirs so yeah i'm not i'm definitely not in any kind of camp i don't think that was like a big thing anyway but they were notorious for um their (laughs) their album uh uh party music which was the one before this it came out in uh, 2001, and originally on the cover, they had some planes going into the World Trade Center. Well, uh, so they, they predicted that happening. That's amazing. Yeah, well, they changed the album. The album actually came out uh, November 6th. So, I mean, they changed the cover before it was released. Hey, wait. They really did have the, the planes? Go- they didn't know? Like, this was before or they were actually making doing that? No, this was before. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, original cover was created in June 2001. Um, yeah, so they, they changed it. But anyway, um, no, this this album is, like you said, it's got the, the P-Funk sound through it. Um, samples, uh, like the only sample I even found from this was uh, from uh, My Favorite Mutiny, uh, which is... A song called Half Past Love by Lenny Williams, um, which I, of course, went out and got when I found out what the sample is from. But I think the rest of it is uh, not sampled stuff. So, Wait, the, the piano that starts my uh, my favorite mutiny is from that? Yeah. That, yeah. That sounds familiar. I wonder if I've heard that song in another context. I have not. It sounded familiar to me, too. Um, and then when I listened to the song, I was like, oh, I don't know this song. Is it a good song? Because that's a great sound. Yeah, it's not as good as this song, I don't think. Huh. But but that's not the first song we're going to talk about. We're going to talk no. about... Uh, this was one of your picks, We Are The Ones. I think what I love about this is his... Uh, I don't know who's who's rapping, but his... Delivery? His, his delivery is, is outstanding. It's hilarious and great. And on top of that, it has lots of repetition. It's a great sound, too. Yeah, there's... There's on an earlier album, or... Yeah, it was an earlier album. They did one where he, he did. It was even more than this. It was like a, a like white upper crust English <laughs> voice, and I was just like, dude, this is weird as fuck. Um, I can't remember what but song awesome. it is right now. But awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And this one is. I mean, it's basically about the economics of drug dealing, but you mm-hmm. know, told from a more sympathetic point of view and not like a not like a glorifying point of view of selling drugs. Um, but, but pretty great. Yeah. And I mean, some of the songs we didn't pick too, like you said, they're, they're pretty, uh, I mean, they have one called baby. Let's have a baby before Bush do something crazy. Uh, which is a good, it's, it's very much a, a political album. 
But um, on, on, they also have a song called Ass Breath Killers about kiss asses. Yes. And I Love Boosters about uh, love shoplifting. Boosters. <laughs> yeah, I think this, this song starts with there being some, I forget who's complaining about, maybe it's like a, a video or a, like a audio from a video from a store saying this is how we lose a bunch of, isn't that how it starts? Yeah, yeah. And then the guy's like, I don't know what the big deal is. I love boosters. And he just goes about where, rapping about places where he's gotten his good clothes. Ah, Oakland. Yeah, but you're, We Are The Ones uh, is is the first real song on the album. Did you have like a, an introduction? But uh, yeah, no, this one's, this one's pretty awesome. Let's just listen to it. The Coup with We Are The Ones. We are the ones. We'll see you faint, tear down your state. Go get your guns. We, we came to fight. It's your disgrace. Smash up your place. That's just polite. That's just polite. We are the ones. We'll see you faint, tear down your state. Go get your guns. We, we came to fight. It's your disgrace, smash up your place, that's just polite, that's just polite. Once upon a time when crack was gold And hip-hop was not yet platinum sold I scoured the streets for stacks to fold My mood like my hair was relaxed and blowed I hated police and my teachers were beasts My heat in the trunk of the classic Caprice The one university I knew was Yale So I cooked it, packed it, put it on sale Now philosophically you'd be opposed To an inhaling coke via mouth or the nose But economically I would propose That you go eat a dick as employment it froze And I felt like an abandoned child Left to fend for myself in the wild While every courtroom Judge and gavel, were there to bury me under the gravel or at the bottom of the finest small ale? Observe, you find without fear that in every neighborhood and penitentiary there exist many others who are similar to me and we. We are the ones. We'll see you faint, tear down your state. Go get your We we came to fight. Okay. It's your disgrace, man. Um, and then write the next song. It, uh, that we're doing is also the next song chronologically on the album, Laugh, Love, Fuck, which is super got the the funky and also uh, yeah, it's just very very George Clintonish. Mm-hmm. The feel of this song, I feel like it's even got some of the like cartoony keyboard stuff. Seventies, you mean the seventies kind of keyboard that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just the the lyrics, laugh, love, and fuck, is a very George Clinton kind of kind of mind. It is, yeah, mindset. that's that's a chorus. I'm gonna laugh, love, fucking drink liquor, and make drink liquor, the, yeah, make the damn revolution come quicker. Um, yeah, good old Boots Riley. Um, I guess it says that uh, Rolling Stone included the album at 49 on its list of the top 50 albums of 2006. So they were, you know, trying to get some cool points, I guess. Well, uh, apparently not, according to you. Cool people didn't like this album. <laughs> no, uh, Jackasses didn't like this album. That was more what I was trying to say. Let me see what number one was. Modern Times, Bob Dylan. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that should surprise no one who knows Rolling Stone, I guess. Red Hot Chili Peppers was number two. Yeah. Sonic Youth is number three. TV on the Radio, number four. Ghostface Killer, number five. Cat Power number six. Uh, I don't really like any of these albums in the top 50 of yeah, 2006. Except for The Coup. Well, no, I'm not in the top 50. The, the, these ones I'm saying. All the information's oh, yeah. good. 
Beck's the information. I like the Decemberist Crane Wife. That's that's down. Oh, and uh, I like Virginia Spectre. I don't remember that album though. Yeah. I seem to remember liking Girl Talk. Well, that was just mashup stuff. Uh, um, okay. Oh yeah, Yellow Tango. That that's when I'm not afraid of you, and I will beat your ass. Came out. Yeah, I saw okay. them on that tour. Did you? Yeah, they were the same as they always are. I mean, it was no different. Although that's it's a really just, good album. That is a great album, but and a great title. But was it just like it, on their tours? Is it usually just the, the three of them? Yep. Okay, that's Although, how it always is. They do um, every year in Hoboken. I think they do um, like the Twelve Nights of Hanukkah concerts and stuff, where they have like other people come up with them and. They do like all kinds of crazy covers and shit. So you their, should check that out, maybe. Their yeah. last tour was awesome. The, the acoustic tour. Did you go on it? No, of those? we almost went to see them when we were in Berlin because they were playing while we were there. Oh, okay. uh, but we didn't. We were like just so worn out. Like. Plus, you don't want to see them in German. I guess yeah. they'd have the. They, oh, maybe they sing in English and they just have the German subtitles underneath. Or they, yeah, or they have the English subtitles. So I mean, it would have been okay, but. Yeah, it's not the same as singing here when it's in English. But this song translates in any language, I think. Laugh, love, fuck. By the coup. Here you go. I'm here to laugh, love, fucking drink liquor. And help the damn revolution come quicker. Laugh, laugh love, fuck, fucking drink liquor. And help make a revolution. I'm here to laugh, laugh love, fuck, fucking drink liquor. And help the damn revolution come quicker. Laugh, laugh love, fuck, fucking drink liquor. And maybe make a revolution. Now the same finna end in fisticuffs. But if you guys too, go ahead, twist it up. Let your job finna make you piss and cuss. Make you have to hustle rent with your pistols up. Now if Uncle Sam Bomber's in his murder gang, we gon' rise out the ash like that bird of flame. Hoping you take action from the word I bring. But if the police ask, you never heard my name. Five years old, eyelids half mass. Bedtime is 8 p.m., it's half past. Try to take me to bed, I make the mad dash. Scared in my sleep, I miss what had passed. Quarter century later, I'm still not sleeping. If I'm not involved, I feel I ain't breathing. If I can't change the world, I ain't leaving, baby. That's the same reason you should call me to see you. Laugh, love, fucking drink liquor. And help the damn revolution come quicker. Laugh, love, fucking drink liquor. And help make a revolution. I'm here to laugh, love, fucking drink liquor. And help the damn revolution come quicker. Laugh, love, fucking drink liquor. And maybe make a revolution. I'm finna take shots and make a mark. Not just take shots and make us mark. That's how they make us mark. We gotta try to see the whole system break apart. We finna try to All right, make those were uh, your two picks from this album. My one pick from this album uh, was also the next song chronologically on the album. My favorite mutiny. So basically, we're just telling people to listen to the first four songs and then check the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, why even Which I disagree with, because I like other songs on the album that are further down. Like, uh, like Show Yo Ass. Yeah, no, this is, I think, I, I don't know, this seems like the most pop to me, I don't know, or the catchiest, maybe, but because of that sample and stuff, but yeah. they're all good, like, it's really hard to say, um, and, and, like, if you listen to the original song, it, this, this still f- uses the music in a really different way, so... It's that's why it's not it's like not super obvious mm-hmm. that it's even a sample, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. You guys can 
make up your minds. We have no nothing good to say that the music's not going to say better. So here's Laugh Low. No. We already did my Laugh favorite Low. Mutiny. Here's my favorite Mutiny. My f which I just said was my favorite song then proceeded to forget the title of. Uh, by the coup. Here you go. Just desserts, it's not just the words. Some of y'all heads up in the cloud. I'ma bring y'all back to earth. It's black back to burn. Bullshit y'all talking about. Out your mouth, I'm not concerned. Cause y'all got to learn. It's y'all turned like Detroit Red. When his head had an ultra perm. The long walk I heard. Your bare heels, so throw on your boots. The game camouflage like army suits. But I can see it more clear. Cause I came with the coop in here. Ring the alarm and form the troops. Send them out into the world. Go to war on the fluke. Out of eye with the enemy you sworn to shoot. Now I'm coming at your neck. Sick of hearing something wrong with me Motherfucker, something wrong with you When the chief just way too smart to question The enemy, the brothers of a dark complexion The governments of the world, the shark infested They heavy on weaponry like Sharpton and Heston, man Look, it gets low, man Uh-huh, low, know what I'm talking about Uh-huh, yeah, 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 I would recommend uh, buying the coup stuff. Or, you know, stealing it. They don't seem to be opposed to it. I think it's funny that Rolling Stone put it in their top 50 albums, but only gave it four and a half out of five stars. Rolling Stone? I mean, does anybody take anything they say about music seriously? I don't think so. I think people say they have good political reporting. But even when I was reading Rolling Stone in the 80s, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is all boomer bullshit you know they would like i i would just constantly be annoyed at them like oh here's a replacements album they they're giving it like five stars saying it's the greatest thing ever and then like paul simon's on the cover you know what i mean who hasn't done shit i guess there's different people reviewing the music and doing the cover yeah. but do you mean boomer size and shit yeah. i didn't know he wrote for that magazine yeah oh he was he was pretty incisive actually surprisingly yeah, very surprising because his his sports radio show is is well known for being terrible. Yeah, I mean, well, he did also just write about um, flat top haircuts. That was his only topic, but you know, right? I mean, what that's you know. a that's a that's a shallow well. I can't imagine that that, that each column was much different than the last. No, but that's what made you, him good. Hmm. He could he could squeeze some new juice out of old rotten fruit. Interesting. Yeah. So now let's play let's play a version of one of his comms sung by Stevie Wonder. The Wait. young the young Stevie Wonder. Little Stevie Wonder? Mm-hmm. Alright. We're doing one of his uh, I got a bird cut. It looks good. It looks good this bird cut. Nobody gonna tell me I'm not an American with this buzz cut. I mean you get the gist. Yeah. Little Stevie. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he simplifies it a bit for song. Yeah, it's weird how his voice went up as he got older. The Miracles of Science. Yeah. 
I think, it, yeah. Maybe it has something to do with uh, the the vision problem. Like you know how like when you when you lose one sense, the others get heightened. I like how you you refuse to use the word blind. The vision problem. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Which is actually that... my favorite. My the title of my favorite uh, issue of the Avengers. Well, I don't know that he's actually blind. You know, there is that theory. That's true. So, we'll just call it the vision problem. Yeah, that's. It was much better than the Scarlet Witch problem, yeah, which just turned out to be she crazy. She killed all the mutants. She didn't kill them. She got rid of their powers. Wait, she was in the she was in the new Avengers movie, played by uh, Full House girl's sister. What? Oh yeah, the Olsen, the other mm-hmm. Olsen, the one yes. who's like trying to catch up. Uh, bank accounts with her, her older twins. I, I can't imagine that's what she's. That's her goal in life. If it is, she might be in for disappointment because they have mad money, and oh, it's yeah. two of them. How could she possibly do it? She'd have to double herself because she's one versus two. It's just not fair, man. Just not fair. Yeah, she needs to go on like a. She needs to rebrand herself as like a children's singer, and maybe she'll catch up. But otherwise, I don't see how. Not doing every remakes of you, Old Boy, I know that. Every time you say ketchup, I just think of the condiment. The the worst condiment known to man? No. The condiment mustard. for children? Oh, you think of mustard, yeah. No, that's a good one. You don't like ketchup? No. I put it on scrambled eggs. Why not just pour some sugar on there and be done with it? All right, ketchup on hot dogs? That's the eternal debate, right? No, the eternal debate is, is hot dog a sandwich or not? Or a vegetable. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think it counts as a sandwich. No. Do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? I didn't when I was a kid, but then sometime as an adult, I've, I've tried it and it wasn't that bad. So sometimes I do. But but I always have mustard on it. Yeah, always mustard. And then, I mean, I don't put ketchup on mine, but... Oh, you don't oh, put ketchup on anything. No, not really. I'll put it on... Uh, actually... Ketchup on a hamburger mixed with mustard is not bad. How about uh, cocked, cocktail sauce? On a hot dog? No, no, just in general. Just Do you in like general? Co- cocktail sauce? It's all right, but, you know, I'm fine with just eating shrimp, too. Because cocktail sauce is just ketchup mixed with horseradish. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's all a little sweet. I'll, I'll eat tomatoes on a hot dog. And, uh, and also uh, some peanut butter. If I really want some sweetness, but that's that's called the Chicago dog, Pat. Here's the order: um, tomatoes, mustard, onions, peanut butter, horseradish, uh, mung beans. Wait, how many is that? Six. I mung think. beans is that is that something you actually eat? Because I only know it from that episode of The Office. I have. Yeah, I'll eat it in stuff, like at a Vietnamese restaurant or something. Um, oh, an omelet. That's that's the next topping for a hot dog. Uh, and then if you want, you don't use the Hershey's chocolate syrup, but what you use is the one that turns into a shell when you pour it on uh, cold ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. What happens when you pour that on a hot hot dog? Oh, it makes it delicious. I mean, that's really all it is. But if you try it with Hershey's, ugh. Fair enough. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, 
Uh, that's the coup. I don't... Wait, so do you eat, like, uh, ketchup with fries? I don't really... Not, well, sometimes. I, what I used to do with fries is if I had ketchup, I would just put a lot of salt in the ketchup and use the ketchup as the salt salter. But mostly, I would just eat fries plain. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, because sometimes you pour salt on the fries and it doesn't stick to the fries. It just goes to the bottom of the plate. But if you pour the salt inside the ketchup, every time you put a fry into the ketchup, it would catch some ketchup and some salt guaranteed because it was a sticking property. And then you'd eat it and it would be that salty, sweet thing that everyone loves. Oh, I I forgot. You had that on your Life Hacks blog. Right. Yeah. And I totally... That's actually every Life Hack on my Life Hacks blog involved ketchup. Yeah, which is why I'm really surprised you're running it down so hard. It's it's yeah, you were like the MacGyver of ketchup on that blog. I can't wait for the new MacGyver show. Wait, who stars in it? Richard Dean Anderson as MacGyver. Remember that episode of Thirty Rock where Steve Buscemi was in high school? It'll be very similar to that. It can't. That can't be true. Is he coming back for it? He'll come back as a cameo, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet there'll be a cameo. No, that was. I think the person who's starring in it's probably a. you know, someone we've never heard of. Lucas Till is playing MacGyver. He's not been in anything. I Oh, he was in X-Men. But I don't remember him. Yeah. He was probably uh, one of the lesser X-Men. Havoc. Oh, they had Havoc in the X-Men? I don't remember him even being in it, so. He was also in Hannah Montana. That's where I know him from. Travis Brody. Travis, what, he, that's who he played? Wait, who was what was Dana Elkar's character's name? Because I wonder if he's in the show. Pete. Oh, I don't see any Pete. That's sad. I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't you ever watch MacGyver? Nope. Oh. I think I was too old by the time that was on. Just well, look at his hair. I was like, ah, oh, we're back to T.J. Hooker. I can't do it. Poor Kirk. Poor Kirk. The, the maybe the least talented person on earth who's made that much money. Well, let's go through this. All right. <laughs> There's no way that's possible. There's many, many less talented people who've made lots of money. I can't think of any. I mean, we mentioned the Olsen twins, but obviously they were bursting they were, talent. Their their talent was to be cute, and they did it well. So I'm not going to count those guys. Uh, let's. There has to be some comedian I dislike that the rest of the world rest of the world likes. Oh, that's so true. Just, Say every comedian that everybody else likes and I don't is less talented. Very the cable guy. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah, that's true. Although, still not as annoying for some reason. Yeah, no. Maybe you're right. Maybe he is the least talented. No. If you're just talking entertainment industry, maybe. But now I'm thinking about politicians. Oh, well, I don't. Yeah, no, I was thinking entertainment for sure. Okay. Who do you got for politically? Obama. Oh, true. Thanks for eight years of nothing. Oh, not not that Obama. His brother, the guy from Kenya, has never done a damn thing. But he's still the leader of the pack and his ward. Oh, is he? Probably just, like, getting graft and shit all the time, sitting around, watching... Uh, Mama's Family. Mama's Family on MeTV. Kenyan version. Yeah. And you know what it's called in Kenya? Mm-mm. Mama's Family. Mama's pretty much universal. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, just as bad, though. Which is kind of saying, which is kind of negative 
to the American version, really, because Kenya doesn't have near our production values. Uh, still managed to make it horrible. She came off of the Carol Burnett show, is that right? The character of Mama? Yes. Yes, and Carol Burnett played a character in the Mama's... Eunice. I'm sorry. In the, yes, but she was not on the actual sitcom Mama's oh, family. She had taste and dignity and integrity. <laughs> I've stopped watching Colbert. I don't know why. I, yeah, it's me not, too, kind of. It's not like a conscious decision. I, I had been watching every single episode, and then... I stopped watching a lot of TV for a while, and that was just a, a casualty of that. But anyway, there was an episode of Colbert where Carol Burnett was on it, and it was pretty wonderful. You know, But apparently I picked the wrong time to stop watching because from everything I've read, he did an outstanding job during both conventions. I saw the convention stuff. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. I watched all that. Um, yeah, I missed it. Anyway... I guess we might as well just go into recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. No, I want you to recommend something for me. I was going to give you specific recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. Oh, wait, specific what? Guidelines, and I was going to have you recommend something for me. Oh, I have to recommend something for you? All yes. Right. Here's what I this recommend is... for you. And no, be... no, I have to give you the guidelines first. Oh, if you right. recommend, it's madness what you're trying to do. You don't even know what I'm asking for. Listen, that's how that's how it is in this Obama's is... Kenya. Everything's <laughs> madness. madness. I could be looking for like a, a plant killer and you tell me miracle grow, which would be doing the opposite effect of what I'm looking for. <sighs> I would tell you miracle grow because that's all I know. Well, no DDT, but you know, that's also, Oh, that's the ninth ingredient of Chicago dog. Okay. Give me your I'm criteria or a new podcast to listen to. It must be funny. It must involve not much, but it, it might be good if it involves some improvisation as they do in comedy bang bang it cannot be in front of a live audience that overtakes the microphones like doug benson loves movies does all the time it cannot be kind of boring like spontaneous nation sadly is and uh it has to be something i like go i don't have anything that fits your criteria <laughs> because there Damn. is nothing there is comedy bang bang exists and i really love that hello from the magic tavern but well, I'm, I know, already, but but like you said, that. yeah, already, exactly. Yeah. So there is nothing else. I um, started listening to improv. Uh, this, I'm doing my recommendation. All right. Um. Well, it's, it's a lukewarm recommendation. I'm kind of enjoying it, but uh, improv. Impro, let me see the the real title. Improv for humans. It. No, what's that? Oh, I don't know. It's Matt Besser's. I don't know if it's still on. Oh, yeah, that was that was okay. Some yeah. of those improv is just. Don't hit it right. Nope. But this one kind of does. Improvise Star Trek. They just... They, oh, they, speaking of Kirk? Yep. Well, it's not Kirk. It's like their own character. But anyway, they get a title from their Facebook page and they make up the episode as they go from that. It's a little disjointed as some improv improvised things can be, but it's still... It has a has a charm to it that I've enjoyed so far. Is I'm there anybody listening. on it that we would know? No. Or, uh, I've, I've only heard of it because of the guys from so if you know chicago improv people you probably do but since neither of us do uh no the, i mean i know guy, steve but that's it i don't think steve's on it uh, but uh, uh there's the hello from the magic tavern has this guy who plays the wizard and he plays the the captain the captain baxter i think on improv imp, improvised star trek but it's it's pretty good it's loyal to the show in that it it's making fun of star trek tropes but it it knows what the tropes are 
So so they're actually fun. like they are Star Trek nerds. It seems like it to me. Yeah. yeah. But the, I've only listened to like the first four episodes, and it's from what I can tell that like it it's after that they as as the show goes goes on they kind of uh, pick pick up what they're trying to do and do a little bit better. So I'm hoping it improves because right now it's just kind of it's very disjointed. So I'm hoping as improv something. But the Hello from the Magic Tavern is really well done in in that the episodes feel like they're scripted, even though they, from what I understand, there was very little about it that's scripted. Well, it's very so. hard, like improv on podcasts. I'm, I guess just improv in general. Like, it's pretty hard to get it right. Very few people are able to sustain yeah. it. Yeah, the, this Hello from the Magic Tavern really does, which is why I wanted to listen to this improv Star Trek since one of the guys is from it. And Comedy Bang Bang is the just king, actors. yeah. Yeah, but I think what's harder about these things is that they're all story. The nice thing about Comedy Bang Bang is they can go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, reality with with not reality. Like the latest episode with Todd Glass was great because you can't tell when he's he's putting on an act and when he isn't. Yeah. And you can, but you what you can tell is when Aukerman is just trying to get under his skin and that's awesome. And that yes. And but what's great is like, I, have you listened to the latest episode? Yeah, and the the dude who plays Gino is always like so oh, on point as his character too. Yeah. But in the latest episode, they're midway through, they're talking about the kind of a, a not a great map as their character, but a, a funny one. But they're trying to uh, they're talking about the election and and Aukerman just just assumes that Todd Glass is going to vote for Trump. And he says that and Todd Glass doesn't pick up on that. And I thought that was really funny because if he would have picked up on that, he would have been angry. Which <laughs> really cracked me up. Um, all right. Wait, that, it, that'll be that'll serve as my recommendation. What is the what is the full name again? Improvised Star Trek. Oh, that's easy enough. All right. Uh, I have... Well, I'll do two, but one's only... All right, I liked it. I just watched it today. Uh, but there's only one thing episode out. It's The Tick, which is... Oh, of, that's great. That yeah. was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, part of Amazon's, like, pilot seat. If people don't pick that one, it's going to be a shame, because that was fun. Um, it's weird, because I just thought that was getting made. I didn't know it was a part of this pilot season bull crap. I thought it was just getting made from what... Like everyone, yeah, because they got like Barry Sonnenfeld as an executive producer and shit. Patrick Warburton as executive producer as well, which was cool, or just producer. Well, that's. I wonder if that's because of the former show. I think both. Yeah, no, totally. But still, oh, I yeah, didn't know yeah. Sonnenfeld was involved with the former one, but oh, I assume he was. He wasn't. I, oh, who, who knows, man? Um, but no, I, I thought the the first, it was not as ridiculous as former attempts to tick were. But it was still pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and the guy who plays the tick was really good. Oh yeah, he's he's a funny guy. He was in um, one season of Parks and Rec in a very limited role, but he yeah. was in that that show with Will Arnett in a bigger role and really funny in that. Remember that show he oh, did off of? Yes, I for, totally. For, I didn't know that was that guy, but yeah. He also provided the voice of Darth Maul. Oh, awesome! I mean, he also provided the face. Nope. Uh, my other one is a book uh, by Carl Wilson. It is called Let's Talk About Love, Why Other People Have Such Bad Taste. So originally um, he did a book for the 33 and a third series, which I don't know if you know that, but they're like they're like little books where people write about one album in particular. Um, and, you know, they everybody else wrote about like great albums or albums that really influenced them. And he wrote about... Uh, Celine Dion album, which was an album he hated, um, but the whole thing kind of turned into like a talk about like taste and and you know 
what's considered bad taste and why people anyway it was really cool but this is like an expanded version so it has that 33 and the third book and then um, a bunch of essays and follow-ups by him and um, other other people um, on the subject of like taste and bad taste and stuff so it's I'm enjoying it a lot so far um, let's talk about love why other people have such bad taste Carl Wilson that sounds good yeah uh, it's up my alley anyway so speaking of up your alley Yes, I did have a colonoscopy. Everything's fine. Oh, I was I was actually not going for the anal joke. Uh, have you ever been to any bookstores in Las Vegas? No. I've heard... I didn't know they inter- had any. Interesting things about this bookstore named The Writer's Block. So when I'm in Las Vegas in September, I'm going to attempt to go there. You're going to Las Vegas in September? Barely. Just for... I'm, go, I'm flying into Las Vegas and then going to the Grand Canyon. You're flying to the Grand Canyon? No, I'm driving to there, but I'll be flying into Las Vegas. And the Look, I don't understand the... all this crazy nonsense travel plans you're making, but... But I will spend a day or so in Las Vegas, and I'm, I don't know where I'm going to stay yet, but I would like to go to this bookstore because it sounds like it's pretty neat. Interesting. It's the... Uh, I heard about it from Judge John Hodgman pod- podcast... The guy who who runs it used to run the bookstore in New York. Uh, the Strand? Not the not the bookstore in New York. I beg your pardon. The the uh, what's the name of the place? The Dave Dave Eggers Dave Eggers store in New York, eighteen twenty six. The uh, we're not, wasn't I with you when we went there? It was like all the superhero That's, stuff. And it's yeah, really, yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah. So, yeah, so he used to run that, and then for whatever reason, he ended up in in Las Vegas, and he decided to open a bookstore, and it's it's fun. It has like, it's you know just like that kind of person would put a bookstore together with a neat setup. So, it sounds like something I would like to visit because oh, yeah. I love, I I love bookstores. It it's 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 in like the Fremont Street area, downtown. I don't know that I've ever been off the strip, so no clue. But oh, you've never gone to the? I've not either but you you've gone there so many times so i assumed you 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 had the you've never gone to any of the fremont street experience things no those casinos okay i can't be i can't be hanging out with those people <laughs> sorry give me the venetian some class well why are you going to the grand canyon uh just a vacation my mom's never been there so uh, sounds hideous <laughs> what are you gonna <laughs> I do i like I like hiking, and I'm going to ride a mule. I, I like those sorts of things that that sound hideous to the likes of you. We don't call them mules anymore. We call them just Mexican drug runners, Pat. Sorry. All right, do your thing. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Is that how it goes? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can write us there and ask us anything. We will tell you our deepest, darkest secrets. Uh, and and if you'd like to suggest something we should talk about, since we've been oh this week we did a good job, but for several weeks in the past we did kind of a piss poor job piss, uh, picking things out. Excuse my French. If you'd like us to talk about something, please let us know. If you'd like to guess, please let us know. Although it's very possible that we will take forever to get back to you about guesting, and that is mostly my fault and John's. So uh, maybe it's your fault too for not emailing twice. But anyway, email us. Email us even just to say hello. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes and write a review, or just do one or the other. And like us on Facebook. I but don't most think they can write a review without rating us, though. 
Uh, well, write a review. You could just write a private review and like send an email to us. Yeah, or you know, put it in a bottle in the ocean. No, no, that's littering. I don't want to get them arrested. That's true. But most importantly, tell your Fucking friends NSA. to listen. Yes. No. Wait. What? Oh, no, never stop adoring. Uh, nose shit. Aardvark. Amethyst. Aardvark's better. All right. Um, I guess that'll do it. Then we don't know what we're doing next, but yeah, let's get some guests on here, or at least some ideas from outside our own heads. You know, you want us to talk about something? We're, you know, we're just gonna keep doing uh, Bob Mold shit until you guys come up with something. So, save me! I don't know what to tell you. Save me! Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>